Thank you for joining us today for the Military Family Research Institute podcast. I'm your host, Sadie Urquhart. We welcome Patty Barron, Director of Family Readiness at the Association of the United States Army. Thanks for being here with us today, Patty. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Sadie. The Association of the United States Army is a nonprofit educational and professional development association serving America's Army, the soldiers, Army civilians, and their families. AUSA provides a voice for these populations while honoring those who served in order to advance the security of the nation. In your own words, Patty, just describe AUSA for us. Absolutely. So, Sadie, I think if, um, if you can think about Purdue University and all of the different departments and all of the different um, places that uh, students can go, uh, that's in a way the way that I would describe AUSA because we have an awful lot of different departments that uh, individually concentrate on their own mission, but collectively we are the mission of AUSA. And so I would say uh, uh, the department that I run, the direct uh, family readiness uh, programs directorate, really focuses on Army families and what um, I feel is something that they need to, what I, I feel that things that Army families need to know or things that we need to know about Army families in order to better serve them. But I think the most important thing to know about AUSA is that we do collectively think about every aspect of the Army and we try to enhance or promote that aspect to the public and also from the public back to us. I like how your organization works both ways, mm -hmm. to the Army, but also the Army to you. Mm -hmm. Can you go in depth more about military and veteran families and how they fit in terms of the initiative? Mm -hmm. We are, our tagline is voice for the soldier, uh, excuse me, voice for the Army, support for the soldier. And I always think of invisible parentheses that add and their families, because you cannot separate a soldier from their family. 50% of our force is married, uh, of that 50% or more have children. And so it really becomes a family affair when you serve. And you, the, the old saying, you recruit a soldier, but you retain a family is very, very true. And in that uh, perspective, I think about what is it that Army families need to know in order to be able to navigate the military life cycle from the time that you're onboarded on as a new soldier or a new officer to really uh, the time that you leave and transition out of the military and you're a veteran or you're a retiree. So some things stay the same, children's education and the challenges there because we transition so much, we move around so much, that becomes a challenge. Spouse uh, employment and career enhancement, that's very, very uh, difficult at times. Also, behavioral health and how this life can impact you because many times you're a solitary parent. Your, your soldier is away many, many times um, and you're doing things by yourself. But so how do we support those issues that we know are important to Army families and through what the three pillars that we are formed on, educate, inform, and connect, I look at those three things and figure out how do we educate our families, how do we keep our families informed, and how do we connect our families, not only to each other, but also to headquarters of the Army, the big Army. Because I think the leaders need to know what's going on down at the, um, at the in the trenches, if you will. AUSA and MFRI, we have a strong partnership. We have, uh, since 2015, when MFRI started the excellent research on military and veteran families, AUSA has really been by our side in helping promote this research award. Can you please explain 
how supporting the award is also supporting military and veteran families. First, I have to tell you that I love MFRI. It's one of my favorite organizations ever since Shelley McCarrick Wadsworth, who is your director, and I met, I would say, in 2003, 2004. I realized what an asset MFRI was to our overall quality of life. When Shelley first uh, kind of approached me and others about this award, it just made perfect sense to be a part of it. And the reason being is that I have learned over the last 10 years of being in this space, research is incredibly important in policy development, in program development, and in being able to decide whether or not what you're doing is making an impact. That I've learned, and, I, and I've heard that message loud and clear. So it just, again, made perfect sense to connect with MFRI and help to build the awareness of how important the research arm is to everything else that we do. It really, really, truly is. And I love the fact that we have the opportunity to have the space here that we can host you all once a year so that we can do this um, and we can be a part of that excitement. But I also really, really appreciate the opportunity to learn from MFRI, all of the publications that you develop, all of the things that you do uh, that do enhance the quality of life of our military. Uh, one example, when I was at the National Military Family Association, I ran the Operation Purple program as a director of youth initiatives. And Purdue University wanted to do an Operation Purple camp um, at Purdue. And at first we weren't sure, gosh, an academic environment is just really what we want to do. But Shelly came in just so excited about what you all could do that it, it, it really was wonderful. And I learned through that experience not to just pigeonhole myself in thinking about what, what families need, but to be a little bit more outside the, of a, the box thinker. And I really do thank you all for that. I also think that there was an awful lot of work done with the National Guard in Indiana through MFRI. And the things that I learned about the National Guard, I'm an active duty family member, uh, and so I wasn't as um, schooled in, in the National Guard. I learned so much and why it's so important that we remember that when you're geographically dispersed, but you're called to serve at the federal level, which many, many times um, our National Guard has, has been called, you really uh, are at a distance from that support system. And MFRI was able to show all of us how we can connect National Guard families to the resources that they need. So I would say that as the, um, the Army is going through a lot of changes right now, when you hear the speeches being made by the Secretary of the Army, by the Chief of Staff of the Army, uh, uh, the Sergeant Major of the Army, you hear the word lethality, that we have to become a lethal force. And there's an awful lot of moving parts to that. But we had a really interesting discussion at the annual meeting where one of our speakers, Eddie Metzer, uh, spoke who is with the Spouse and Education Career Opportunities uh, Directorate at the Department of Defense. He said that families need to think about lethality as well. Those that serve Army families, military families, we are doing the things that sometimes the military cannot do. And as resources are being kind of pivoted towards more pro, uh, actually, we're looking at industry. So new, new uh, weapon systems, you know, new vehicles, uh, better training for our soldiers um, with, with, uh, you know, IT and 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 things that I don't even understand. It really does boil down to what are we also doing to our families? Are we keeping them connected well? Are we moving into the 21st century in a way that families 
nowadays, they stay connected very, very quickly, but that all that isn't always the case when we have a soldier downrange. And so what what is our role in all of that? And I think that through partnerships with MFRI, through partnerships with other organizations, we we collectively can really make a difference because we can't do it alone. So going back to like the military families themselves, there are no two alike. But when we think about providing programs or resources and assistances to these families, what are some things you consider when trying to develop these types of aid? That's a great question, and it's a question that I've asked many of my friends, especially my younger friends that are currently uh, in the active force or in the National Guard. And I would say that one of the things that comes across many times is communication, is being able to understand each other. My, my daughter lives in Hawaii, and she lives on the military base, and uh, her life revolves around her young, young children. It's so important for her to find resources outside the gate for swim lessons, for preschool, for you know just shopping, you name it. And when someone says, you know what, we have space just for those military children, we, we save 10 spaces, or we have a, a, a discount just for military families, or we have a reading time uh, that's based on the fact that we know that there's an awful lot of soldiers that are deployed right now, so we've made this extra provision. That speaks volumes to a military family member. It doesn't have to be a real specific program. It's just an understanding that our families live in our overall community and that there are ways that we can show military families that we care. I think that's one way. The other thing is there's been a big push for military spouse employment. Many military spouses don't want to talk about the fact that they're military spouse when they go look for a job. Now, I would say that our enlisted uh, spouses uh, many times are going to go outside the gate to look for employment just to make ends meet. But many young um, military spouses, both on the enlisted and officer side, are professionals themselves. You know, they have degrees, they, they have, they've started their own businesses, you name it. And it's such an asset to hire a military spouse and we shouldn't be afraid to, uh, to kind of self-disclose that that's who we are and have that hiring, uh, and, and I guess, professional kind of turn off. We would like to see them actually get excited because they want to hire us. So that's another um, thing that I, I hear an awful lot about. And I think that we need to think about just the military lifestyle. Those new spouses without children, they're looking for employment, they're looking for ways to connect. Those spouses with very young children, they're going to be isolated anyway because that's just the life of a mom with very young children. How do you create programs at the library or childcare or wherever where you can uh, bring a community of, of those military spouses together? And then the, the spouses with children that are school aged, a lot of that, you know, the, the education piece, how am I going to keep my child educated and keep that education level consistent as I go across country? Those are things that I hear an awful lot about. I liked how you answered this question saying that military families are within our community. There is a sense of military culture that comes along with being in the military, of course, but they're in our community. So when you think about a civilian living alongside a military family, what are some things that civilians can do to include military families? Uh, again, another great question. I would say 70% or more of our families live outside the base. We are in the communities, absolutely. And one thing that we do is we join 
we are joiners. Obviously, you join the military. So we join Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. Uh, we join uh, athletic teams, travel teams. We are part of our the, the spiritual life of a community. What I find is when I go to I'm up to Mass, I'm Catholic, there in the bulletin, there's a little a corner for military families. And I, I just feel so recognized just by having that happen. And they'll say, oh, Veterans Day celebration or, you know, month of the military child. The fact that they know that is just amazing to me. And I, and I love that. So I'll get involved in that to kind of support that, that initiative. I think it's really just a matter of asking when you're at a soccer game, oh, where do you live? You know, the kinds of conversations that you, you have with anyone. And then when you say, uh, and how long have you lived here? Oh, we just got here. Oh, really? Just a natural conversation that'll lead to that family kind of identifying as a military family. Yeah, we are military, so we move around a lot. There's your clue right there. That's kind of like the, the green light that make you say, well, are you, uh, is there anything that you need to know about this community? Because I've lived here for 10 years, or I've lived here for 20 years. That's really important. The other thing is, yes, there's a military culture, but there's also just a shared community experience of people that have similar interests. So, uh, you know, again, if, if you're part of a group that has toddlers and you uh, invite families to join that group, uh, again, maybe you have a book club in your, in your, in your neighborhood, invite that spouse to, to join that group. The more you get to know a family, the more you're going to know how to support that family because it just becomes a natural thing to do. So I, I would say, yes, we're, we do have our own uh, differences, but also more similarities than you would imagine. I think I would like to add that I'm very proud of the fact that our family chose to serve. That as, as a civilian coming into this military experience, I knew nothing. I was from San Francisco, and uh, not exactly you know the, the, <laughs> the center of military life. But I, but I learned so much, and what I learned is that through our experience, we educated our extended family, and through their experience, they educated their neighbors and friends. And I just love that. I love that kind of like that circle, right? It starts with that, that little pebble that you throw into the water, and then the ripples and the circles around it. Think about military life in that way, uh, that there's a core that's living it, but it really does kind of connect to so many other communities. And I think that through that, we can all be proud of the service that we have uh, to our country. For additional information or ways to support military and veteran families, please visit mfri.purdue.edu or ausa.org.